0: Hello and welcome to the Money Talk podcast. I'm Ed Monk. Today on the show, something a bit different. We have tales from the front line of the housing market. The last few years have done strange things to demand for property as we all reassess our priorities in light of the pandemic and other long-term trends. We'll be hearing from Fidelity's Bex Nun about why it made her and her family put reservations aside and move to a bungalow. That's the focus today. If you enjoy the show, please rate us, share us, or leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. Ever since the pandemic struck and lockdown began to reshape our lives two years ago, there have been tales of people making life-changing decisions about how and where they live. working has enabled a shift away from city living, while many of us have reassessed our work and life priorities, including bringing forward retirement plans. Evidence for this can be seen in the property market where demand for certain locations and types of property has soared. To discuss it and to hear more about her own post-pandemic property adventures, I'm joined by my Fidelity colleague, Bex Nunn. Bex, a very warm welcome to the podcast. Um, Now we're going to put some numbers on some of the trends that I've mentioned there because you've written about them recently but we're also here to hear your experience of them. So why don't you start, Bex, by telling us about your recent property purchase and how it came about?
1: Yeah, sure, thanks, Ed. Um, So there were lots of reasons, really. Um, I suppose we've lived in our current house for about eight years. Um, It was originally a three-bed semi-detached and we've kind of gone up, we've gone out, we've knocked down walls, so it's now a five-bed semi. Um, And we've got it just the way we want it. So I suppose, you know, we have had to ask ourselves, you know, why exactly are we moving? Um, But we got to that stage where it was kind of things were beginning to get a little bit tired. We need to freshen things up a little bit. There was still a big project to do in the garden. Um, And we just had to say to ourselves, do we stay and keep ploughing money into that property? Or do we bite the bullet and move? And actually, this was always our intention. I think, you know, if we had had the money when we actually bought this original property our dream house would have been a detached property with a garden a bigger garden um and a garage perhaps my husband likes to tinker around and, and work on cars um but we couldn't afford it so this was always going to be a bit of a stepping stone um and um but in some ways you know it wasn't really the ideal time we had the war in europe um and now we're kind of like a 40 year high in terms of inflation um but equally why spend more money on a house that ultimately we, we were mm. always knew it was going to be a bit of a stepping stone um and then really the push came from the fact that our youngest is going into secondary so we just thought you know when is the ideal time there really never is an ideal time there'll always be a reason to put it off um and we just decided to bite the bullet and put our house on the market and that's what we did
0: and We'll get on to uh, some of the sort of background um, financial drivers of that decision, but the point is that you moved to a particular type of property, um, and you know what was the what was the process of finding that property, and um, how did you come about buying a bungalow, which we should say is what you what you moved yeah
1: to. so. Um, it wasn't what we were looking for I have to be honest um, And but equally there wasn't a lot on the market I suppose we really wanted to try and stay in the village that we live in um, that's kind of where our lives are set up the children you know They drive a lot of our decisions naturally because they're dependent on us. Um, And, you know, they love their schools. They love that their friends are reasonably local. So we wanted to stay local. And there just wasn't that much. The market was really slim. I mean, it was easy for us to sell our property. It was at that absolute sweet spot. We knew that that wasn't going to be a problem. But we did know that finding the ideal property to move into was going to be something that we were going to struggle with. So we looked at literally everything. We looked at sort of like old... really old houses that you know had sort of like grades attached we looked at brand new properties Um, we looked at some cosmetic um, changes that needed to be done and we kind of got to the end of the the road really I suppose and there was one property that we hadn't looked at and this was a bungalow and my husband wasn't particularly keen um, about about going to see it in the first instance, um, but that all changed as soon as we, we got there, really.
0: Because I guess bungalows have a, a sort of certain connotation or certain reputation, don't they? I mean, I hope you don't mind saying this. There's They, they have a reputation as being for elderly people, in this country at least, uh, which I should say you are not. Um, <laughs> And you said it wasn't necessarily something that you were looking for. So what sold you on buying on a bungalow or or that particular bungalow? anyway?
1: Yeah, well, on the same day, we'd seen um, a house that on paper felt ideal. You know, it had four bedrooms. There were some that that had on suites, had a double garage, it had a reasonable garden. And we came out of it. And we were looked at each other and it was just a bit of a like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, and then straight away we went to see this bungalow. Um, and, you know, you could just see the potential. I mean, I'm no Kirsty and Phil, but, <laughs> you know... It had good bones, I think. Probably Kirsty would say, um, and um, you know, it 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 was a big plot, um, and it's a chalet bungalow, so there is the potential to go upstairs. Um, and um, I don't know, it just had that feel. Um, the garden was a good size. It's got a garage, um, and we came out of it and. lots needs to be done there is no doubt about that but we've done a project we're open to a project and we just came out with silly grins on our faces Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and you know we're here to talk I suppose about the the trends that are driving the property market at the moment and 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 given what you've said there I mean was space I mean space is always attractive more is better but Our lives are a bit different now than they were two years ago. Working practices have changed somewhat. Was more space a a particular consideration given how much we've all been at home and and how much more time we're gonna spend there?
1: Um, I suppose yes and no. Actually, the space was was quite sufficient or is quite sufficient. We're moving in a couple of weeks in our current house. So that really wasn't necessarily the driver. Um, And we're also really lucky in terms of kind of like our situation. You know, we live in a semi-rural location. So we've got country walks on our doorstep. You know, if we go into another lockdown, have a bib, but hopefully we won't. So we had all of that on our doorstep. But we can be in London in 30 minutes. Um, And we've got at the moment space to be apart and space to be together I suppose it really was more about sort of future planning in terms of our semi-detached house has a certain ceiling on where it's going to get in terms of the price Um, you know it's a semi-detached property so you know a detached property if we did some work to it is inevitably going to fetch a better price um, sometime down the road whatever that looks like
0: yeah. And, and, you know, you've written about, about this whole process. I should remind people, by the way, they can read your account of, of what happens at fidelity.co.uk at the markets and insights section. But um, you wrote about it and you wrote about um, the market for different types of property, including bungalows. What did you find? Because I mean, I found it very interesting what you had to say about, about the numbers of bungalows out there, the, the fact that they uh, Well, you tell us what did you find?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, at the moment, bungalows seem to be enjoying a little bit of a revival. Um, and I think, you know, there's a number of different reasons for that. But partly, you know, house prices are up 1.6% for the third consecutive month with the Right House um, April um, House Price Survey. And I think that probably one of the reasons that, you know, bungalows are being competed for is that you know a younger family is looking to get more for their buck you know as I said it was already a reasonably sized um house albeit on mainly one level um but in a large plot so they're getting more bang for their buck um and you've still then obviously got the older generation who's looking for single-story accommodation so you've got these people that are kind of like you know it's like a perfect storm I suppose now couple that with the fact that between 2007 in 2021, the number of new bungalows and Shelley bungalows built each year fell by 45% mm. to just 2,464, and that's according to the New Homes Building Council. Now, this has forced bungalow prices higher, inevitably. Right move statistics also show that the average price of a single-storey home has gone up um, by 10.5% in 2021, um, in comparison to other types of home, which went up only by 6.3%. Mm. So, yeah, all these factors. And then you've got sort of um, stats that are around just the number of retirement properties that are being built each year. Um, and according to McCarthy Stone, which is a retirement de- developer, um, you know, we're now at 7,500 retirement properties being built each year um, when 30,000 per year are needed yes. to meet demand. So, you know, I have to admit that, you know, we had a little bit of a crisis of conscience when it came to that because you know I have um, you know family and elderly relatives you know were we taking away um, a potential um, a piece of accommodation that we don't necessarily need right now um, for somebody that might need it more than us and that really made us we had to think long and hard about that as well.
0: Yeah I mean that speaks to I guess issues in the property market in general right which is mm. that um, we don't seem apparently to be getting a supply of enough types of, or enough houses of the type that we want to need and as you said there the um, as, as people, we have an ageing population, and more and more people are going to need properties, perhaps on, perhaps bungalows or other types of property that are suitable for retirement living. And, you know, you've obviously sort of spotted that, that, that sort of trend, and it makes a bungalow kind of, relatively speaking, more attractive, right? I mean, this is going to, um, you would think the demand for that kind of property is going to going to go higher I mean was that part of the consideration I mean I, I take what you say about
1: Yeah I mean I mean, we, we again I feel like we've lucked out a little bit um, you know we, we our house went for over the asking price and for whatever reason this bungalow which is in one of the nicest streets in the village mm-hmm. um, um, it's you know a really sort of great location um, but it does need work doing to it and, you know, it bucks the trend in so far as we were able to put, you know, not an incredibly cheeky offer, but a little bit of a cheeky offer. So we got it slightly under the asking price. And maybe that's because people just don't want to do that level of work. So, you know, on the one hand, you've got sort of the older generation who potentially need single story living, but they don't have the skills, impetus, energy, drive to yeah. do it. So does it just sit and just become more dilapidated? Or does somebody like ourselves take it on? And I think that in terms of you know what we might need you know we're part of the sandwich generation I still have I have an 11 year old and I have a 14 year old so you know they are going to be living with us for some time yet even until they get to sort of working age and we all know what the housing market is like children um, as they become sort of adults are having to stay with their parents for far longer mm. so for us, it presents a very sort of flexible accommodation space. I mean, we don't quite know what we're going to do with it yet, Um, but, you know, there are options and there are possibilities. And we also have sort of elderly relatives that we might be, you know, looking to care for. So we're in that position where we're caring sort of, you know, for our children, but we may be asked to look after elderly relatives as well on the same hand. And for us you know, it presents a perfect opportunity to be able to do both for, you know, the foreseeable future.
0: Well, I was going to ask, I mean, and just, and just to wrap up the conversation, I mean, is 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 this sort of it? I mean, obviously, as we've said, it's potentially a, a property that's suitable for retirement living. Do you intend to, or, or see yourself living there in retirement? Which yeah. is many years away, <laughs> I should say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think so. Um uh, I don't know. Who knows what the future is going to bring? But I think that's the point. It gives us it gives us options. But there's all sorts of challenges in the way, right? Because you know, um, and we know that it's not going to be an easy task. You know, particularly we've got supply shortages. You know, coronavirus and the war in Ukraine have have you know, fueled those supply shortages. And I know that Russia, for example, um, 50% is covered in forestation um, and 20% of the world's timber supply comes from Russia. And, you know, we need timber to be able to Mm. um, do what we need to do. Um, So we've got to look at sort of all sorts of different kind of like... um, creative solutions do we go for prefab do we you know shop around um you know um but i think that where our comfort zone would be is to be mindful that at some point we will sell that house for whatever reason and i would like to think that we can try and strike a balance between you know giving ourselves the space that we need To cater for our family needs, but still um, that for generations to come, there is still a large amount of single story accommodation. um, And that is still the majority of the house. um, So that, you know, it can still cater for people that need that single story accommodation. That would be kind of like how I would like to do
0: it. Okay. Okay. Well, Bex, thanks an awful lot for coming in and sharing your story with us. Um, That is all we have time for for now. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me.